Hello, listeners. I want to share an amazing resource with you. It's called Hello Divorce. Founded by a lawyer and certified family law specialist, Hello Divorce can help you no matter where you are in your divorce process. So whether you're just getting started or if you're near the end but have stalled out and need help to get over the finish line, Hello Divorce can help. They provide full-service divorce support, and they can handle divorces of all kinds, all net worths, and with or without children. It's completely online, convenient, and they offer you support all the way through. Their clients get divorced in one-third the time and at one-tenth the typical cost. So go to hellodivorce.com backslash beyond and receive $100 off the cost of their services. And I want you to know, Aaron Levine, who's my friend and the CEO and founder of Hello Divorce, was a guest on episode 197 entitled, Get the FYI on DIY Divorce. So be sure to go check it out. We'll link in the show notes. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. The word happiness sometimes is like too much for people. So call it moments of peace. Call it little bubbles of joy, whatever you want to. But what things throughout the day bring you that relief and that peace and that joy? Find those things as much throughout the day as you possibly can. Like make that your full-time job right now. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we are joined by a new friend who was introduced to me from one of our former, or actually old friends, I'm going to call her, Jenny Stevens. You all remember Jenny. She's been on a couple of times. She did our holiday episode last year, and she also was kind enough to come on um, after one of the school shootings, the Oxford, Michigan school shooting, and did an episode that many listeners have found very helpful, unfortunately, several times since then on how to support your children uh, when there are school shootings. So I'll, I'll link to Jenny's um, episodes in the in the show notes, everyone. But I want to introduce you. This is a much, much happier topic. In, in fact, that's the topic, everyone. We're talking about happiness today with Stephanie Lefevre, and she is the world's top happiness coach. I'm starting your year off right, guys. So Stephanie, let me just start off saying thank you for joining us to bring some happy into our lives as we enter a new year. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Didn't mean to plug that in, but happy to be here and glad that Jenny introduced us. Really fun. Yes. Oh, she's wonderful. And I have had the opportunity to follow you on Instagram. I get all of your fantastic reels daily. If you're not following Stephanie 
on um, on Instagram, go follow her because she's really putting out a lot of great content with actionable tips in it. That's what I love about content. You know that that is helpful. It's there's something in everything that you put out that gives me that little nugget for the day. And we're gonna do a lot of nugget dropping today in this episode because we're sitting here at the yeah. beginning of a brand new year. Yeah, the new year is exciting. There's a lot of good energy that comes with the new year. Yeah, well, and you and I were just talking about that actually, because, you know, a lot of my listeners, unfortunately, are not in a great place. Often they are either in the midst of a divorce, just beyond divorce, or the other thing about January is that it is nationally known as divorce month because it is the time of year where we divorce attorneys find that many people start reaching out uh, because they're thinking about divorce. So a lot of people at this time of year going into a new year may not be feeling so happy, may actually be thinking happiness is is not going to happen for me. Um, and I And I know you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, I get that. I mean, a lot of my clients come to me at the same place. Like a lot of clients don't go to coaching because their life is great. They go because there's a lot of problems and they're in a dark place and they don't know how to get through a challenging situation. So I, and I can relate to that too. You know, when I was growing up, I mean, I was going through some really hard, dark times. My parents got divorced. My dad was an alcoholic. My sister passed away when I was 11. She was 18 in a car accident. So when I was growing up, I didn't I didn't understand the world word happiness. I didn't think that that was something that I was worthy and deserving of throughout my lifetime, right? So we all go through very hard, challenging times. We're not there's not like certain people on this planet that were just gifted a happy life and others that weren't right? We we have a lot of challenges and they're going to keep coming up. It's not like once you get through challenges in your childhood, then you just have no more for the rest of your life. Big, heavy, dark, challenging things are going to happen. And I walk my clients through these, this three-step process to overcoming a challenging situation. And the challenging situation can be something small, like a really um, a really hard relationship with with someone in your life or something big like a really terrible divorce something that's really you know hard and and feels like it's ripping your family apart and you know from from small to big things these three steps can really help so um first of all to preface all of that to make sure that you are feeling all your feelings um you know i'm not i'm not i don't want to you know, tell anyone to like stuff things down and just brush over things. Yeah. Put on a happy face and you'll all be fine. Feeling all your feelings, meeting those all with a lot of understanding is always the 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 pre pre-work, right? Um, but step one in my three-step process is step one is to focus on the end result of what you do want. So the end result of what you do want, the general end result of what you want. So when someone is going through a divorce or going through a hard time, we we often are ruminating over the experience, right? We're sitting right. in the experience and it feels dark and it feels heavy. And we're we're going through the details of it. Oh, the next time that I have to go in front of the judge and what if my lawyer's this and, and my ex is probably going to do this. 
And we're just ruminating over the problems and we're placing orders to just create more drama and more hardship and more, you know, of the challenge. So when the minute that you notice that is happening, that I'm sitting in the challenge and in the drama to look to, okay, so what do I want? What's the general end result of what I want? What would, what would it look like to be on the other side of this challenging situation? So when we focus on the general end result, maybe that's you and your kids are thriving. You know, maybe that's next year and the holidays, we're all together, all of us. You know, maybe it's just that sense of relief and of peace again, right? So the general end result, you you focus on the general end result of what you do want to experience. I like that. If I can just say before we get to step two, I like that because it's really taking you in a mental space Mm -hmm. from the difficulty of that moment, which is so easy to get buried in. I've been Mm -hmm. there. I don't ever. Yeah. yeah. You know, I smile a lot out to the world, but we all go through hard Mm -hmm. things. As you said, it's so easy to get lost in that space. And what you've just done in step one is really taken people to the future Mm -hmm. in a way that they get to create. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it gets you out of the ruminating because we've all done it. The minute, the minute we get, we give ourselves a break, we go there to the ruminating. It's easier to go into the drama and the negativity. So usually it's when you lay down in bed at night, you start going there, you know, you're weak, you're tired. You're, and so your brain just goes to like the easy, the drama, the negative, because you're like weaker. Oh, the minute you see it go. Okay. So what do I want? That's a great re-trigger, right? a great reshaping of it, a pivot. What do I want? And right. focus on the end result. And then suddenly your mind is starting to go toward the positive and bring you there. It's really a great first step. So you're rewiring the habit of the ruminating and the complaining and the negative and the drama to the positive. What do I want? And we can train our brains to do this. It's We're not, you know, there's no master puppeteer that's creating these thoughts. Once we have awareness, we can start going to what do I want? So if you need one little reframe, it's so what do I want? And you you reframe it to that. And then step two is to give it away to a higher power. And I'm not a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. I believe in kind of everything. I believe in our own higher guidance, right? And there's been many times in my life when I was having a challenging situation and where I forgot this piece of giving it away, like letting go and letting God or whatever you want to call it. But when I give things, when I would finally get to a place where I'd be trying to do it on my own and trying to do it on my own and trying to do it on my own. And then I went, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should just give it away. You know, detaching from it is really a powerful process. So what I do is say something like the minute I realize that I need to give it away, I do. I go, hey, I release this situation and I know it won't result in pain. I want it to result in the greatest good for everyone involved. I give it away. I give it away. And it's like I give my mind permission not to go there to the negative to set all these like unreasonable self-limiting expectations of drama. I just give it away. So focus on the end result of what you do want, give it away to a higher power or just let it go, whatever you want to call that. 
I release it and I let it go. I, lo- I see it with the I release it. I kind of see like this red balloon just floating up, like you let yeah. go of it and wave goodbye. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And, and visuals are really effective. So if yes. the balloon helps you, go ahead and use that. Totally. And, you know, because we we try and overly control so many things. And there's so much about a challenging situation, be it a divorce or anything, that we don't control. So we need to let go of the things that we can't control and come back to the things that we can control, right? So that process of giving it away is a way of letting go of any of the things that we can't control because we can't control other people. We can't control what they do or what they say or how they react to things. We can only control what we do and say and how we respond, right? So it's a beautiful practice and it's just a quick, simple shift. And step three is to safeguard your happiness, to focus on the little moments of things, the little bubbles of happiness that you can find throughout the day. Because we often think when we're going through a hard time, we're like, oh, there's no happiness. Nope, nobody can be happy. Absolutely not. This is when we need to be the happiest. We need to do those little things that bring us joy. And so whether it's whether the the word happiness sometimes is like too much for people. So call it moments of peace. Call it little bubbles of joy, whatever you want to. But what things throughout the day bring you that relief and that peace and that joy? Find those things as much throughout the day as you possibly can. Like make that your full-time job right now. When you're going through a challenge, make it your full-time job to do little things that make you happy, right? If it's like that perfect cup of coffee in the morning, if it's watching a funny movie, if it's calling that friend, if it's getting out in nature, um, if it's working out really hard, if it's lighting the fire in your fireplace, lighting those candles that smell like sweater weather, you know, Christmas, whatever, you do those things that bring you joy. There's nothing that says that you can't, you know, do something that brings you joy just because you're going through a challenge. You need to do things that bring you joy now more than ever. It's really important. And it has gotten some of my clients through very, very challenging times and and loss and um, really traumatic experiences. Those three things you can keep in the back, in your back pocket. Oh, focus on the end result of what I do want, right? Focus on what I do want. Give it away and detach and let it go and focus on my happiness. Those three things I can do. So they're really simple and really, really effective. You know, they they seem so simple. They're they're not because what they're doing, I think, is is sort of retraining your brain. Mm-hmm. Because we do have that tendency, don't you think, when we're in a dark space to to see things as black and white. And we see black, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's black, everything's dark. And what you were just describing is is so important, I think, for people to understand because those little bubbles of joy do continue to happen in the darkness, but Mm -hmm. we don't see them. And what you just did was raise, and you said this earlier, awareness. Awareness is so critically important. That's a perfect point because we only see more of what we're looking for. And so we get so caught up in the negativity and in the drama. And, you know, so we're going down this one path in the woods and, you know, all we're looking for is, you know, the brown and the trees and the brown and the trees and the brown and the trees. We're not looking for the green leaves, right? 
So, you know, when you start to introduce the green leaves, you start to see more of the green in the leaves, right? So if you look out your window and someone says, how many red things are there? You'd point at every red thing. And then they said, okay, what was yellow? You'd be like, I have no idea. I I wasn't even looking for the yellow. Well, because when we introduce the bubbles of joy and the little things that bring us happy, then we're seeing more of it. It's always there, just like you said, but now we're seeing more of it. And for me, I mean, I'm I'm also a manifestation coach, right? I coach happiness and manifesting because for me, they go hand in hand. And how we attract and manifest more things is we place orders. So we have to start putting little things that bring us joy out there to order, place orders for more joy. For more moments of happiness, we have to be available to see the happiness. We have to be aware of it there. We have to do little things, notice the peace, notice the happiness, notice the joy. So another really fun little process or tool that I teach my clients is when you lay down at night, instead of letting yourself ruminate over the challenge and the drama, it's like we have to think about something. Look for all of the, I call them your soul happy moments throughout the day. Look for the things that brought you joy throughout the day, things you're grateful for and brought you joy. If you can fall asleep at night thinking of those things, you're placing an order the next day for more of those things. And it just takes retraining your brain to go, okay, I'm going to try that new thing. I'm going to start thinking of the things that brought me joy. And maybe it's an awareness around, gosh, I didn't do enough things that bring me joy. I didn't proactively do enough things that I really enjoyed today because we have to, we have to make it a priority. Like usually you make a list of all the things you do in one day and you make a list of the things that bring you joy. And those things are totally different. They should overlap. The things that you do every day and the things that bring you joy should be really a lot of overlap, right? We should be doing things every day that bring us joy, right? First thing in the morning to set the tone for our day, throughout the day, into the evening. No one else is responsible for our joy and our happiness but us. But we get caught up in life. It's understandable. There's no shame or blame. We get caught up in life and we separate from those things that bring us joy. And we just get busy, 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 reactive, reactive, reactive. And that's on our list. Instead of proactive about all the things that really light us up, lighting the fires, the candles, the coffee, the friendship, the, you know, the quiet time, the reflection, the bubble bath, whatever it is, we, you know, we can customize it to really work for us, but laying down at night and thinking of the happy moments throughout the day is a really powerful. And again, a simple, but really powerful practice. It will make you then more aware when those things happen as you go forward. I love the way you phrase it as you're placing an order. Hey, listeners, did you know that you can now listen to Divorce and Beyond on your favorite audiobook platform, Audible? If you're like me and you love your audiobooks along with your podcasts, this is a great time to check out Audible memberships. They have two levels, Audible Plus and Audible Premium Plus. You right now can get a free trial of Audible Plus. And if you decide to subscribe to Audible Premium Plus, you will also get up to two free audiobooks. So go to the links in the show notes to get these special offers, and I'll see you over on Audible. 
Stay tuned for more from the world's top happiness coach, Stephanie Lefevre, with her three steps to find happiness and make the new year your best one ever. Even if someone is doing something to me that I deem as they made me unhappy, I made a choice. If I'm saying they made me unhappy, then I've given them my emotional well-being. I've given them my happiness. I can't control them, their choices, their words, their reactions, their decisions, but I can control how I respond to any of that. That's where my happiness lies. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show with not one, but four of your favorite guests, rock star attorney Beth McCormick, America's favorite dating coach Bella Gandhi, my go-to mental health expert Jenny Stevens, and one of the country's top divorce financial experts, Heather Locus, who share their hope and inspiration with you as you face divorce, are going through it, or if you are on to your beyond. This is a do not miss episode, so check it out. As you embark, once you come through the divorce tunnel, you may be like, wow, I want it to be raining men, hallelujah. Really be conscious this time about what it is you want out of a relationship, what you need out of a relationship, because it's probably different because you're a different person after you've emerged from this marriage and this divorce and being super mindful and conscious of how to do that because the dating landscape has changed dramatically in the last 20 years. And now we return to today's show. And I have to point out something that you said, because I think this is a critical point as well. You've said a lot of critical points, but this one was big. There's no one out there who's responsible for your happiness mm-hmm. except you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is the inverse true as well? Because this where is where a lot of people get caught up in their unhappiness. They think someone else has caused it. Meaning that someone, what do you mean by the inverse true? Well, so if no, if only you were responsible for your happiness, I, I know there are people out there who are, say, in the divorce space or in a breakup or something like that, who are thinking, my spouse who wants a divorce is causing me to be unhappy. They are bringing unhappiness into my life. They are making me unhappy. And I wonder if that's true. I mean, for me in my world, no one makes us happy or unhappy. We choose to let it be. So even if someone is doing something to me that I deem as they made me unhappy, I made a choice. If I stop giving away my emotional well-being over to someone else, right? I, if, if I'm saying they made me unhappy, then I've given them my emotional well-being. I've given them my happiness. And that's not on them. That's on me. I've yeah. given it away and expecting them to take care of it, them to, you know, Are they going to make you feel better? Right. Yeah. I need to take 100% responsibility, take my power back, take my emotional well-being back because there's only things that I can control and things I can't control. So back to what we said earlier, like I can't control them, their choices, their words, their reactions, their decisions. I can't control any of that, but I can control how I respond to any of that. That's where my happiness lies. Right. And that's, and that's where your power lies, as you just said. Yeah, exactly. My happiness and my power, because, you know, of course we do it with our, with our spouses. We do it with our kids. We go, well, they said that to me and that made me unhappy. How could I be happy if they said that to me? 
but we really can't take it all so seriously. We can't take it all so personally. We are in control of how we react. My my daughter just called me a Karen the other day. She was like, you're not <laughs> a Karen. And, you know, what she means is you're being a B, you know, that's what we used to yeah. call it. She's, she's really trying to insult me. And I said, I take that as a compliment. All of my Karen friends are some of my favorite people, you know, and I walked away. Now, sometimes I wouldn't react that well to that, right? But then I'm giving away my emotional well-being to an 11-year-old. So whose fault is that, right? And I know it's a lot harder. The, you know, relationship dynamics uh, can be so challenging. Someone can be doing something that feels really aggressive and really attacking and really detrimental to our experience. We can stay in our lane. We can be our best selves. We can do our own inner work so that we don't take it personally and we don't hand away our emotional well-being. And our happiness 100% lies within us. We don't give it away. It's not, no one else is responsible for it. And we can always find it. They can keep their world over there, you know, and I can stay in my light. I recently had a situation where I was at, I started playing tennis and I was, I was playing on this team and my tennis partner and I, we lost a match and one of our coaches was kind of like pulled us over in front of the team and they were using us in it as an example. And she's kind of uh, an aggressive coach, right? And she's, she kind of can, can sound really like bullying. And she was like using me and my teammate as an example and saying what we did wrong. And cause we did this tiebreaker wrong and blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was really pretty mean. And in that moment, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, I was was getting attacked by this by this other woman who like I'm paying to be my coach. Right? <laughs> I was just gonna say you're paying was, someone to be mean to you. Yes, and other women were looking over at me and were going like, "Oh my gosh!" And one woman says to me, "I don't know how you're taking this emotional abuse. I would leave." Like she literally says it to me, and I'm like, "And what I did, this work works." And here's why I know that this work works because I stayed in my zone. I stayed in my light. And before I was doing all this work on myself and on my happiness, I would have exploded on her. And my behavior would have trumped her behavior because I would have like, am after I would have like left. Then I would have felt uncomfortable coming back to tennis again. Instead, I let her behavior define her. Her behavior didn't define me. It defined her. The way I responded to her behavior is what defined me. So I stayed in my light. I stayed in my zone. I still spoke up for myself, you know, was like, oh, well, I didn't see it that way. We were doing our best. And, you know, like in a in a polite and calm way, you know, I showed up in my light and other people were like ready to fuel me with this, like, she's attacking you. She And I said, you know what? My priority is me having a good day, having a good time. I'm here at tennis to have fun, to learn, to enjoy. I'm not going to hand over my emotional well-being to someone who's obviously having a bad day and who's, I'm going to let her behavior define her and my behavior define me. And that's what we can do when it comes to someone else. And they're not responsible for my happiness. I am. And when we do the inner work, we can stay in our zone and stay in our light. I talk about empowerment all the time on this this podcast because people are generally feeling powerless during mm-hmm. divorce. I think that's 
so resonates in the space of power is what you're talking about. Your happiness, how you are feeling emotionally in that moment, how you respond to someone else's aggression, bad behavior, whatever that might be, is 100% within your power. Mm-hmm. And they can't take it away from you unless you give it to them. Yes. And that's what you chose not to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself for every person, I'm looking at my microphone as I say this, as if you all can see me or hear me, but you know, this is such a big thing because we get so caught up in that emotional back and forth, especially during these moments and times when we're in conflict with someone and the very thing that we don't want is to put, you said earlier, you didn't want to put your well-being into the hands of an 11-year-old. Do you really want to put your emotional well-being into the hands of the person you're getting divorced from? I right. don't think so, right? right? So such power in what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You take your power back when you just take responsibility and do what's in your control. And that's the only thing you have control over is you. Yeah. Welcome to 2023, people. It's the year of you. And that's, I don't want to leave this show without talking about manifesting as well, because we've talked about happiness and and different um, permutations of that. But I I do, manifesting is something I believe very strongly, and it has brought me wonderful things in my life, um, which only then compels me to try to manifest more. So tell us a little bit about what you mean by manifesting and, and how you work with your clients. Well, manifesting, I mean, is really the energy, getting vibrationally aligned with the energy of what you do want. We can't create anything from sitting in lack. We can't create positive things from sitting in negative things, right? We have to allow ourselves to desire. A lot of women, especially, are really holding back on wanting and desiring more for their lives, thinking that they're not worthy and deserving of it. So allowing ourselves to desire and then energetically align with that and allow it in. For me, the art of allowing is the hardest piece to manifesting and how we allow is through our joy and happiness. Our happiness is how we allow it in because we can detach from that thing. If we can be happy in the now, we can allow in more of our desires. So we have to allow ourselves to desire. We have to have desire, right? And then we have to be happy in the now in order to align and allow it in. I mean, we are really all manifesting all the time, but are we consciously manifesting what we do want or are we manifesting by default, by like everything that comes at us and by drama and by negativity? And are we just allowing our brain to ruminate and go over and over and over again on the things that we don't want to happen? Or are we consciously thinking thoughts and aligning our feelings with what we do want? That's available to all of us when we have the awareness and use some tools to put those habits into place, we can manifest anything we really desire. It's it's so true and it's so powerful. I, I'm going to share a little story um, quickly uh, just because it's one of the most powerful moments where I realized that 
by putting something out there in the world, I was actually then making myself notice something that was always out there um, and available to me, as you just said. So I was not recently, but a few years ago, I was having one of those big zero birthdays. And my husband was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to have a party? Do you want a big present? And I was like, I don't want to, no, don't even want to talk about that birthday. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, come on, you know, like reach deep. And what would it be? And I said, you know, I want to meet Ruth Bader Ginsburg for my birthday. And he's like, yeah, okay. I'll take you to the movie. I'll buy you the book, you know, do whatever. And I said, no, you know, I I really, she's like a hero of mine. I really want that. And it kind of just slid off the table. And then not three or four days later, going through the stack of mail that I get, there was a flyer from the American Bar Association. And I normally wouldn't even have looked at it, but I saw Ruth Bader Ginsburg's picture on the flyer. So I looked at it and it was an invitation to be sworn in before the Supreme Court to go to a reception at which her honor would be there. And so uh, my birthday is June 4th. On June 7th of that year, I was shaking hands with Ruth Bader Ginsburg at the Supreme Court. I am going to just tell you, one, still one of the highlights of my life, but I, it's not it, it's not like I put it out there and, and the world dropped RBG in my lap. Mm-hmm. It was by saying it and acknowledging to myself that I wanted that. Allowing yourself to desire. Yes, exactly. Then, then when the opportunity was actually sitting in my mailbox, mm-hmm. I actually saw it, took it and did it. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. You desired it, aligned with it and allowed it in also by detaching from it. Cause if it was like, I must, you pay Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I must, I must, I must. Then you're without but you did exactly the steps of advanced manifesting, which is just desire it, align with it, step into it. It can be that easy. You know, you're not overly attached to it. Right. And it was just, what a beautiful story of perfect manifestation. I I allowed myself to desire something and then I aligned with it vibrationally. And then I took action on it to attract it into my life. And I had it, had the experience. That's great. Oh, it's wow. one of those things that still to this day is is a highlight of my life. And, and so I'm thinking as we're coming close to the end of the episode, manifesting and resolutions and new years, they kind of all go together. So what, what would be your advice or your thoughts for people who are sitting there in that space of, I want to lose weight in 2023, or I want to learn to speak another language in 2023, or those typical resolutions that we then make about three weeks into and, mm-hmm. and we don't achieve. Um, what are your thoughts? I would, uh, I would encourage people to work on their inner world first so that they can create in their outer world what they want. Because until our inner world is a reflection, we can't have it in the outer world, right? So what I mean by that, I have a simple formula that I teach people to create a new reality. And this came, this formula came up decades ago when I was still doing this work on myself. But when I was trying to take action and take action and put a strategy and a strategy and a strategy. It was before I was getting married, I was trying to lose weight and I was just doing all these different things. And I was like, 
you know, doing VO2 max testing and I was doing the Atkins diet and I was like exercising more and more. And all I was finding was I was spinning my wheels and spinning my wheels and I wasn't losing any fat. I was losing muscle and I was gaining fat. It was like, I was doing exactly the opposite of what I wanted to be doing, but I was really, really stressed. And that's all I was focusing on was how it wasn't working. Well, then I realized that I now have this formula to create a new reality and it's not taking action first. It's putting your state first. So I call this formula S plus S plus S equals R. Your state, which is how you feel and how you prime yourself every day, plus your story, which is where your thoughts live, what you think about and what you say, plus your strategy equals your reality. So if instead of in the new year, instead of taking action and taking action and joining the gym and doing, if you put your state first and make sure that how you feel and what you do in the morning primes you and gets you ready for the day and your feelings are, are really important and you, you do work on that, then you work on your mindset, your thoughts, and what you think about and what you say and make sure those are aligned with what you do want. Then you put your strategy into place. Your strategy is then going to work. So when I changed that and I put my state first and I got enough sleep and I worked on feeling really good, and then I put my thoughts aligned with what I did want, like I'm burning fat and I'm building muscle and I'm doing all the things I need to and I'm feeling really good and, and I'm loving on my body, then the strategies of the diet or the exercise or whatever started working. We can't put action first before how we feel and what we think. If we feel first and think aligned, then our strategies are going to work. So that's my biggest advice for the new year is to work on that formula to create your new year, state plus story plus strategy. Instead of putting strategy first, it will never work. You know, your strategy doesn't, can't trump your state and your story. Those things have to come first. The inner world has to be aligned in order for your action to create the outer world of what you want. That is so perfect for the first episode of the year. I can't believe it because I know everyone who's listening to this episode yesterday or on New Year's Eve was making the, I want to lose 20 pounds in 2023, the end results. Um, And so everybody just back that up a bit you know, cool your jets and go to S plus S plus S equals R. So Stephanie, this has been, I I could talk to you forever because this has been, this has been fun and makes me happy to be talking Mm -hmm. about all of these, these wonderful, you know, part of it is just, and maybe this is part of it. Talk about being happy, everybody, because I feel happier now than I did a half hour ago when we started talking about happiness. So it's really a powerful message. So I want to make sure that people know how to reach out to you to get their own, you know, dose of happiness and coaching in their lives. What are the best ways to reach out to you? And then you also mentioned a free download of your happy. I have a happy habits habits checklist. Yep. That's, there's a free download of the happy habits checklist. People can follow me on Instagram and those links are in my bio. Um, you can go to coach Stephanie. My name is spelled funny coach S T E F F A N I.com. And those things are available there. The, the happy habits checklist, and there's a soul happy training. That's really affordable. It's $7 and it's a really extensive training on a lot of the stuff that we talked about. Um, it's two weeks long. 
Um, there's a there's a podcast version of it, so you can kind of binge it in like a private podcast format. So um, that's a, that's a really great starting off point to help people find more daily happiness, which is what I'm all about. Well, which is in, and I think that program, which by the way, at seven dollars is kind of crazy, but um, mm-hmm. it's 14 days, right? It's two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great way to start your year, everybody. Yes. So I, I highly recommend, of course, as always, I will put all of the links in the show notes so that you can reach out to Stephanie. And and thank you so much for bringing a dose of happiness, some bubbles of joy into our day and the beginning of our year. I, I We really appreciate it, Stephanie. Thank, thank you. you. I love it. You're so good at this. And I love how much you're serving people. It's it, You're doing such a great job. Really well, fun. this is this is part of my happiness, and getting to meet people like you is part of my happiness as well. So you've you've dosed me up for the day. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.